What's good with you? Thanks for joining me. I'm Johan Francis, CSCS. This is my show, Ego Killer. Welcome to the show where we're going to talk about all the moves you make inside the gym, physical and otherwise, so you can move better outside in life when you're done with your workout. When you're done doing the thing inside the gym, you're out there doing the stuff that you need to do in order to get by, in order to make your money, in order to have a positive, productive life, right? And we do these things not just for ourselves, but we do it to be of service to others. We're better off being in shape for our families. We're more productive and useful friends. We add to friendships. We're stronger support beams and stewards for our tribe. And it all starts right here in the gym. That sounds like a lot of hyperbole, but it's fact, right? You know, and it's it's cool for someone like me to see so many types of people come through these these doors because no matter what your walk of life is, you benefit from getting inside here and doing the thing and getting stronger, right? It only adds to your life. It adds to your life because it helps us do the stuff we love to do. Doesn't matter how athletic you were or were not as a youngster. As you get older, you have the option to be active. You can go on multiple hikes. You can go out here on your bike. You can do so many different things. You could start getting active with the things you love to do. Even if you're, you know, prone, you're someone that likes to like draw a lot and you don't have any use for your muscles. There's still active stuff that helps us in daily life. So like this can apply to so many of you. What is it that you guys like to do? What is it that you love to do that's physical? Because there's always a physical component to doing the stuff we like. And is part of what I'm here for you guys, right? A lot of my clients or trainees, you know, it doesn't matter how many sets or reps we're able to conquer inside the gym, how many PRs we're able to set. Why don't you guys always be attuned to this right here? Always do the stuff you love to do. Simply because you love to do it, right? Make no excuse why you should not be doing the thing that you love to do, okay? Working out, being fit, staying active inside the gym, and I mean inside the gym or the place you lease as the gym. It improves your mood. So at its very empirical form, you're getting something big out of being just a little bit active every day. It changes your mood. It turns you into somebody that <laughs> you can deal with on a daily, let alone other people, right? People like being around you when you have the more positive ideas about the world, about the mood and everything like that, right? It's a good thing. And I think that that's pretty foundational to being active. It improves your mood. And so it's good to be able to do active stuff. And there's something for everybody, all right? If I could sit down with you for a minute and, you know, talk, and again, if you're not the most athletic person in the world, even if you are, I could probably figure out a few things that you like to do just by asking you a whole host. You know, oh, you don't like the biking? You like to get out and hit the trails? I always, that's my go-to because it's easy to go outside and hike, right? Hiking's easy. You get a lot out of it. Um... You know, I'm sure I can figure out if I got to sit down with each and every one of the people that listen to this. I can sit down and figure out a few things that we like to do actively, even if you're not attuned to being super physical. And that's the beauty of it, because this is something that is in our DNA. We want to feel better. And it's inside of our genome to be active in order to feel better, right? It's part of our genetic makeup. Being active makes us 
feel better. So never turn down the opportunity, you guys, and I see it sometimes, to do the stuff that you love just because you love to do it. Do shit you love because you love it. It's important. I learned this when I was going through it myself via a couple of trainees that I had, a dude named Billy and his uncle. All right. So I met the uncle much later after meeting Billy. Billy himself, the way I got to meet him was pretty like um, almost like a story of what went down. So I met Billy um, after training his future wife for a few years. So I ain't know nothing about Billy. I'm over here training his wife, his future wife. They weren't married yet. Well, the cool thing about both men, before I get into the story of how I met Billy, Billy and his uncle Rodney, right? These two dudes were, they're, I mean, they're still, they're much older than me. Both of them like to train. They like to stay really active. And maybe it was become, they were both from South Africa. So maybe there's something about the lifestyle that you lead in South Africa and you bring it over here. It's like you automatically are attuned to doing stuff you love because you love it, right? The idea of actually walking out to a gym and working out and improving your mood isn't really as common as it is here because out there you have many more options to just do stuff you love. In other words, it's much more common to just be active doing stuff right? To just hit the trail. Maybe you walk everywhere in, in that culture out there, whatever it is that we try to mimic over here, they just do it. And so even for me going into like Southern California, right? And I'm in, you know, the Bay, obviously, um, like everybody works out down here. And that's from someone that grew up in the Bay where we work out out here. Like you have to get that in. You know what I mean? You go to SoCal from here and everybody's doing something, right? I think it's the women workouts weather. I think that's what Kendrick Omar was talking about. Anyway, that's coming from someone in California, right? I feel that there are even other cultures out there that have more of a predilection to being super active in this thing and keeping it as a lifestyle. And so they being from somewhere else, we're able to kick a little bit of game on me, a lifelong athlete, so that I could present it to you guys in that you have to do stuff you love simply because you love to do it. You have to be physical simply because it's important to be physical. All right. So both of these dudes had a lifestyle before in South Africa where they were super duper active. And then they came over here and they carried that lifestyle with them right and billy was somebody that met his future wife when they were kids but he lived in another continent so like apparently when they were kids they were vibing and everything and then you know life kind of splits you apart they go their separate ways they have their separate families and do their thing much later you're talking decades later right i mean my whole lifetime later they actually reunite and it's this storybook thing that I get to see because I have the vantage point of knowing her before and then seeing her meet up with him. It was very like picturesque in a storybook kind of a way. The type of stuff that you pass down and tell your kids about. 
Like, yo, I met your dad way later in life, and I knew I loved him day one, but life split us apart type stuff. It was pretty interesting to have that play out in front of me and see, like, yo, this love thing from a distance, it exists for people, right? It's always important for us to experience what good relationships look like um, from a visual standpoint, not just from a... So that firsthand experiences happen a little bit easier. Anyhow, it was cool for me to see that. That's it. That's the point. That a lady who grew up here in the Bay Area actually met her perceived soulmate many, many decades before. And they weren't actually married. So this man actually comes across one or two oceans, depending what part of South Africa he's from. <laughs> one or two oceans, comes back to the Bay Area and meets his Inamorata who grew up here in the Bay, and they form a relationship together. And now they're all raising kids on some, like, 70s, 80s sitcom-type <laughs> archetypal thing. And it's very cool, again, for me to watch it and to watch her respectfully go from being in kind of a messed-up thing into a positive relationship-type thing. And by the way, both these folks are old enough to be, like, my uncles and aunts. But it would, again, it shows me something. So here he comes over to claim his inamorata, and I'm learning a lot about their relationship. I'm learning a lot about his culture where he was from back home. And man's, he really is kind of a laissez-faire kind of dude, you know, real intelligent. We have a lot of cool conversations when we're training and everything like this about music. We're talking a lot about um, sports and football. He's teaching me a little bit about rugby versus football and the concussions that happen on both sides, even though they don't be wearing helmets. We love to think like the helmets over here cause concussions because you can hit harder, but no. And so we're going through it. And it's, it, you know, I'm learning a lot about his culture and the culture of being hyperactive, right? These two lovebirds come to train with me. At one point, I'm training mans three times a week. Right, So I'm really getting to know him a lot better. And this goes on for a few years. All in total, I think I trained her for like five years or something like that. And him for like two or three. At one point, I meet a lot of man's family. He comes in, he brings, you know, the unk, the aunt, you know, all this. Well, here comes Uncle Rodney. Now, Rodney's got to be in his 70s, minimum, maybe 80s. And Rodney pulls up one day. I'd like you to meet Uncle Rodney. All right. Billy, Billy was my client. Billy's like, hey, I'd like you to meet Uncle Rodney. Hey, Uncle Rodney, nice to meet you. Pleasure. That's all I get back from Rod pleasure. So I'm like, okay. As soon as Rodney comes in, he's 80 years old. You know, his hair is thin and gray. He's got a real heavy, thick jaw. Um, very like thick hands i remember his knuckles and his hands were massive like he throws like you know i don't know what he did for a living i didn't get into it that far but he had like big knuckles could have been a boxer and so he's about you know because of the you know you get older you actually start to shrink a little he's probably like five six you could tell at one point he's a lot taller his muscle tone was really of a man that was much taller the fam that i met of billy's they were all taller men so he was definitely older. And he comes in, right? His thick bones, thick knuckles, toes, hands, knees, really thick, 
bone structure. I'm like, hey, uh, there, Rodney, nice to meet you. Let's talk a little bit real quick. Sure. All right. I can already tell that this man's going to give me a very short, cheap interview. So I'm like, so, Rodney, what do you like to do for activity? What do you do on a daily basis? What gets you going in the day? I windsurf. That's it. That's all he says. There he is, tacitly, tacitly, oh, by the way, and barefoot, looking at me for directions, trying to figure out what the day's program is for how we're going to train. And I say, let me do this full fitness physical interview so I don't injure man's inside my gym, (laughs) right? And... I need to know what he does. I need to know what his physicality is like, his levels are like, his injuries are like. What do you do for a living, Rodney? I windsurf. I windsurf. And that's it. That's all he gives me. So I say that's that's it, huh? You just uh, do your thing. Yeah. And Billy has to jump in. Oh, yeah, the man every day goes out. He windsurfs all day. He comes home. All right, well, clearly this is a life of retired Rodney out here windsurfing, trying to battle Mother Nature every day. And if you do that, you're going to put on some muscle. You're going to stave off that osteoporosis. You're going to actually live a really long time because you're out here doing the shit that you love to do because you love to do it. Rodney already tacitly is letting me know this, but it doesn't hit home until... A few years, excuse me, a few, maybe like a year later. When I train Rodney, he's up to task. Moving around the gym barefoot. He's lifting weights barefoot. He's on the wind bike barefoot. And he's doing the thing. He's keeping up with us. Um, I think he's probably like 30 years older than his nephew. But he's keeping up with us. And he's a chill guy. I mean, he maybe says 15 words all day. But when he does say stuff he's very cordial this and that and uh what can i say he did the thing very seamlessly you know and so i was brought in to shake up billy's wife's fitness life because she was getting bored with her lifestyle of fitness wanted to actually go for it and like i always say we do this thing in the gym to clock in not to clock out She came to me to clock back into her physical life. I meet her, Boo, (laughs) her life partner, Billy. Billy brings me his uncle, Rodney. Rodney doesn't wear shoes because he windsurfs on a daily. And what do you need shoes for? He's here working out without shoes. Fast forward about a year later, right? And I was struggling with how I'm going to quit my addictions i was on the puff puff right you know all those cigarettes and things like that and i'm figuring out how am i gonna make myself a prouder person how am i gonna get rid of the addictions that bother me so i'm over here thinking about the maybe the fifth time in my life that i really put a lot of energy into quitting i have a competition coming up I'm losing tons of sleep. I'm trying. I'm doing an extra outside, um, you know, training uh, on a daily. So I'm spending my whole weekends training for other stuff. Spending weeks training myself. A lot of personal um, baggage happening. And I remember I'm not doing 
anything that I like to do. I'm struggling. Captain Struggle in the gym right now. I'm struggling so hard that I start to oversleep and miss a couple sessions. And this is a rarity for me. Billy's like, bro, what is going on with you? And like I said before, we had build a rapport where I could tell Billy the ins and outs, you know, on a very surface level of my personal life. A little bit. Because he had been so open and bringing a lot of family here. I'm like, man, I'm struggling to quit. And it's hurting. I'm hurting. It's tough. It's tough on a daily to find the power, the willpower to do that amongst all this other stuff. And he broke it down to me real quick. Just opened my eyes real quick. Are you still, you know, doing the box or are you off it? Never forget the the phrase of speech that he used. He said, are you off it? I'm like, yeah, a little bit. He goes, why? Oh, I got this. I got that. I'm trying to quit. Kick, kicking my ass. He goes, well, that's when you should be doing it. You remember Uncle Rodney, Billy says to me. He's just out here windsurfing because he likes doing it. So every day, no matter what hurts on his body, no matter how old he gets, he's lost his wife, this and that. Every day, he's up and he goes windsurfing. I've never been windsurfing in my life. I'm saying I wouldn't do it, but I've never been windsurfing. Maybe there's something spiritual, cleansing, healing about windsurfing. I don't know. I might never know. Didn't matter what the activity was. He was right. If I have to think of something super freeing, almost too freeing physically, to where you have to really understand that there's nothing out there, including big sharks, that could get you. So that is freeing. Windsurfing comes to mind pretty quickly. And if that man finds it in his daily to do that, and look, he doesn't have all of the demands and responsibilities of someone that's still in the working age, sure. But the parallel was drawn. He said, Rodney goes out every day no matter what hurts, no matter what his arthritis is doing. Lost his family because, you know, he's older. Still finds it within his routine, and now he goes twice a day. You got to do stuff you love. And in the middle of my struggle, that helped me a lot. And from that point forward, it's always been on the forefront of my mind to the point that brings me to, you know, this moment right now where I can honestly tell you guys from a firsthand experience that you went wrong. Look, it don't got to be windsurfing. It could be anything. It could be bouldering. could be golfing. could be tennis. could be running. could be marathon running or team running. could be cycling could be mountain biking, could be anything, but you have to do the things that you love. Could be weightlifting. Could be learning how to now work to do something inside the gym just to get stronger, which is what I already try to kick you guys down with when you come and see me, just get stronger because that is a discipline and a practice. It keeps you going. But you do the thing that you do that you love just because you love to do it. So You'll probably see me proleseitize that in general, and I want you guys to practice. So let me know how it goes, you guys. I'm going to leave you with that right there. Put that into motion. Hit me on the website, egokillershow.com. Let me know how it works out. If you like the episode, go to Apple Podcasts. Leave me a review. Let me know what you thought. Five stars. And I'll give you a free gift. I promise. All right. Until the next one. Stay up. Stay up.